The six weeks left in season 2023 of NRL Supercoach, that is. This is Supercoach 365 podcast coming to you late on a Tuesday night or early on a Wednesday morning or any time in the lead up to round 22. Ryan Selvage back with you. No Tommy Hudson tonight, just coming uh, to you solo ahead of round 22. Massive week in store. Six weeks left, as we say. How many trades left? That's another big question we'll answer tonight. It's a big Q&A episode. We've uh, gone deep on the deep dives this week, so uh, we will get stuck into all of your questions very, very soon. Of course, the podcast proudly brought to you by topsport.com.au, the best team in the game. If you are having a bet, uh, I encourage you to do so at Topsport because they have the best odds, not only in rugby league, but all sports, all racing, both in Australia and right around the world as well. Plenty of markets up on the FIFA Women's World Cup if you are that way inclined as well. Remember, if you are having a bet, please do so responsibly. Remember uh, to only gamble what you can afford to lose because the chances are that you're going to put a bet on and you won't get a return. Now, uh, eight games coming to us this week, round 22. I'm going to quickly go through the eight games this week. Uh, if, you, if you can tell, I'm a little bit sick, so um, I, that's why I sound like the way I do tonight. Um, but eight games to get through. First of those coming to us on Thursday night. The Broncos back at home. Uh, home being the Gabba this week with the Suncorp Stadium obviously out of play for that Women's World Cup that I spoke of. Uh, Broncos, $1.37. Favourites with topsoil.com.au. The Sydney Roosters, $3.10. Outsiders, the line here, 8.5. Roosters coming off a big win over the Titans last week. Uh, the Broncos, they found some form against the Rabbitohs. Uh, and weren't they delighted to have Reese Walsh back on board last week, the Broncos? Uh, Reese Walsh, a topic of much discussion in your questions, which will come up very, very soon. Uh, Broncos, too good here for mine, I think. Roosters showed glimpses against the Titans last week, but uh, faded out late. I know they conceded some late tries, went on to win. Convincingly, it must be said, but I think the Broncos, too good here uh, when it really matters. Friday night, all eyes on that man on your screens. If you are watching us on the YouTube, of course, I speak of Latrell Mitchell for those listening on the podcast. Uh, He is back for the South Sydney Rabbitohs, a massive inclusion on the eve of the finals, or at least on the run into the finals uh, for the Rabbitohs, getting their main man back this week. A dollar and seven favourites. The Rabbitohs, you can't touch them head to head. A dollar eighty, you're getting about the line, which is minus 19 and a half. Uh, the Rabbitohs, they're going to welcome back their big man, their main man, the number one, and uh, I think they need it. I think they need the boost. Um, looked a little bit out of sorts last week against the Broncos, like we say, at the sunny coast, but uh, they get a chance to atone here. This one, Scully Park in Tamworth. The West Tigers, $8.50 outsiders. Um, found tough going of it last week against the Dragons at Wollongong. Hard to see them getting a win here, so give me the Rabbits at the minus. This is the early game on Friday, 6pm. Take note uh, if you are playing the captaincy around Latrell Mitchell, which I think many will be this week, or at least the vice-captaincy. Um, take note of that early game here on Friday, the Rabbitohs in action. Uh, the second of the two games on Friday is the Melbourne Storm back at Amy Park against the Parramatta Eels. We'll just check this one is at Amy Park. That's what uh, Top Sport's telling me here, but this one could be over at Marvel Stadium. I think Amy Park's out of action uh, still for the FIFA Women's World Cup, so we'll take an, uh, a look at that. Uh, Melbourne in Melbourne, though. So $1.45 favourites they are, regardless of whether what stadium the game's at. Uh, $2.75 the Eels. 6.5 the line here. The Storm giving it away. Um... I worry here for the Storm, again, without Nelson Asofa-Solomona, who I think has been suspended. 
this week, which sees a reshuffle in their forward pack. A few weeks ago, I was on the Beers and Breakevens podcast with the Guru, and he was keen on getting Nass in, and he was keen on this Melbourne run. He said Newcastle, Eels. Uh, they've got some other games coming up as well, which he really liked the looks of. Uh, look of. I think they have the Dragons coming in, in the weeks to come. Um, but I said, look, Harry Grant, and this was another name that was that came up in the conversation around the Storm. Harry Grant, he just needs those quick play the balls. He needs Nass firing, and Nass isn't there this week. So I really fear here for for the Storm. Eels the outsiders and, and themselves. Uh, look, they. They found uh, hard work against the Cowboys last week, but rallied late. Gutho and Moses, they did their job. Their forward stocks a little bit hampered as well with RCG not there, but I can see them really competing here. Uh, give me the six and a half start, the Eels. I think that's probably a generous start here, generous enough against the Storm, who have shown that they, they're they not the Storm of old. Um, they got beaten convincingly by Newcastle last week in, in a game that we all thought they'd probably win. The old Storm would win that game. This current Storm team, I don't think that they're uh, anywhere near as well as what we've come to uh, see from the Melbourne Storm in years gone by. A couple of questions around the Storm and, and Munster and the sorts. Uh, will we be playing with these Storm names on the run home? Stick around for that. We enter those very soon. Saturday, there's three games on Saturday, the first of which is the Canberra Raiders back at home, GIO Stadium in Canberra, GIO Stadium in Canberra, $1.67, the Raiders with top sport, uh, the Knights, $2.20 outsiders. As good as the Raiders have been, I think this is a game which the Newcastle Knights, they'll take no fears down to Canberra here. They're flying the Knights. Um, they're doing everything right that they need to be doing. Defensively, look, there's probably still a couple of question marks around the Knights. They're going to have to be good here against the Raiders, but if they can get into a scrap, three and a half start, I think that's probably bang on. $2.20 head-to-head the Knights. They make a game of it here. Raiders at home, always hard to beat, but I think the Knights with Kalen Ponga, Greg Marju, uh, Tyson Gamble's found form, so too Jackson Hastings at halfback. Um, Phoenix Crossland, a dummy half, he continues to do a job. He's doing more than a job. Um, defensively, he's sound, and he has that attacking spark close to the line as well. I never thought I'd say this, but I'm a massive fan recently of Kalen Ponga. What he's doing with ball in hand at Newcastle uh, has to be admired. So give me the Knights here. Uh, a tough game away, but I think that they can uh, go down there and show that they're not just making up numbers uh, in the back end of the year here, the Knights. Uh, the Dragons then will host the Sea Eagles at Wynn Stadium in Wollongong. Uh, look, Daly Cherry Evans, he's probably in a class of his own at the moment in terms of halfback options and not speaking purely in supercoach terms, but just the control of a game. Cherry Evans, he's probably second to none, you know, in that upper echelon around the types of Cleary and Sean Johnson even, it must be said. Dollar forty-four here, Manly, away from home. They're going to be without Taniela Paseca who's, I think he's undergoing surgery for that MCL. Uh, so that was a tough break for Manly early last week. But um, Matt Lodge is there. He did a good job against the Sharks last weekend. The Dragons, I think they'll hang around in this game. I just don't know if they have the points to compete with Manly in the spark. Uh, their right end, sorry, rather the right side of Manly, I think, could be in for a field day here. Again, Cherry Evans, I think Saab, Cooler. Um, Ola Kawatu as well. $1.44, Manly look hard to beat, but 6.5, the Dragons, they'll hang around. Yeah, I'd still probably go Manly at the minus there, 6.5, $1.85 with top sport. Uh, the third game, rounding us out on Super Saturday, the Panthers and the Sharks. Sharks, bitterly disappointing against Manly last week. 
Um, look, hard to read too much into that game, I feel, for the Sharks. Uh, in terms of their finals hopes, it, they look dashed, to be honest. Uh, $1.13, uh, $1.13 here, rather, the Panthers, head-to-head. Sharks, $6 outsiders. Uh, 16.5 is the line. Penrith at Penrith, they're a different beast. And if the Sharks start anywhere near as slow as they did against Manly, um, it could be 40 nil by half time. It, I think it was 30 nil the other day at uh, Shark Park and Penrith. They won't give you a second sniff. So uh, that's 16 and a half. That could be gobbled up, particularly at Penrith. Get in the mood uh, like we know they're capable of at uh, home when that place is rocking. So give me Penrith at the minus there. Uh, a couple of games on Sunday, again, probably with not really too many uh, top eight implications at least. Uh, the Bulldogs and the Dolphins uh, from Bundaberg, Salter Oval in Bundaberg. $2.30, the Bulldogs outsiders, $1.62, Dolphins, the favourites here. Uh, the one that takes my eye here, the overall under 49.5, so a massive line there. Uh, weather permitting, we probably will see that go over uh, two teams that... Have shown at different stages this year they can attack and they can put on points quickly. Defensive uh, lapses all too common though for both of these sides. Give me the Dolphins and I'm probably thinking points here. Uh, give me the overs as well. Rounding us out in the last of the Sunday afternoon fixtures here in round 22, the Titans and the Cowboys. Uh, I can't see any over-under points here with Top Sport. Uh, but as we go to air on Tuesday night, the Cowboys, $1.35 favourites, $3.05, the Titans, the top sport Titans back at home, uh, line 8.5, give me the Cowboys at the minus. I just think that they're in irresistible form at the moment. Scotty Drinkwater, uh, trap water as some people referred to him as earlier in the season, five-round average of about $128 million man. He just bangs out hundreds for fun, Scotty Drink. Best player in the game, bar none, at the moment. Um, and he's, he's certainly repaying those who have jumped on him some time ago. I think he's still only 8% owned, Scotty Drinkwater. So a real massive pod play if you are holding him in the top 1% especially. Um, so good luck to you if you found Scotty Drinkwater a few weeks ago. So that's all the games that we've got coming up this week. But speaking of rankings and points and top 1% and how did I finish up uh, last week? Small red arrow last week, uh, a score of 12-13, so 1,213. It was in the top 14% of scores last week, but not good enough to maintain my rank. Uh, I dropped 150 ranks. Season rank now of 2,051, so still in the top 1%, but just clinging on there, it seems. So uh, needing some scores and some things to go my way this week and in the weeks to come. Uh, we're going to chat pods right now, in fact. Uh, and how we're going to make up those ranks on the run home. So all of these questions, they came through via uh, the Instagram, at supercoach365. Big thanks to everyone who's jumped on uh, tonight and throughout the course of the season as well. Really love uh, diving in and answering these questions because it certainly helps my thought processes as well as we head into the new weeks and how I plan my trades and what everyone else is thinking. Uh, Am I zigging while others are zagging? Uh, Let's get started here. With Shanley, uh, Shanley 1911 uh, says, Isaac Tungor at 723k. Is Isaac Tungor a sell? Now, he's out this week. He was out last week as well. The Panthers have the Sharks this week. So, look, it would have been a good fixture for him on paper. You'd, you'd feel running at that Sharks right side defense, but he's not there. So this time of year, you really want to be playing for points. Um 
and obviously depending on how many trades you've got left and I can only assume that Isaac Tunga would have been a more recent trade it pains me to say it but I feel like you've almost got to sell him to be honest um, just because you, you know what he's capable of but I think I read something the other day when Isaac uh, when Isaac Tunga plays and Nathan Cleary is in the team his average drops from around 65 or 70 points per game to somewhere in the mid 50s so Cleary's back now um, and, and Tungo's not. I think you've got to be playing for points. For me personally, I think options around uh, which you can either go up to or down to at that sort of price. Uh, Valentine Holmes, 850-odd K. Looks a good game against the Titans this week. Plenty of points on offer. I can easily see Val scoring this week, kicking you know five, six, seven goals. So uh, if, if Val doesn't score 90 or, or more this week, I'd be very shocked. Jermaine Asako, again, we mentioned that game against the Dolphins. Plenty of points in store at Bundaberg on Sunday, I feel. Uh, he could be a good option as well. Or even if you're playing someone that's not a goal-kicking center-wing type, Greg Marju on that left-hand side of the Knights' attack, he looks a good option as well. He was a reluctant sell for me the week that he missed the bus, uh, but has gone on to just continue to bang out scores. You know, he's basing around 60, so base and power around 60 uh, with a try throw that in he's, he's close to 80 every week so hard to knock any of those three options there uh, that's the way that I'd be going Isaac Tungle a sell for me in round 22 thank you for that one Shanley next question here from Tommy Troyden speaking of centering options uh, what are we doing with Campbell Graham 647k could you go perhaps from Isaac Tungle uh, to uh, Campbell Graham I think you could. It just depends on how many South players you, that you want to stack up. Obviously, knowing that many will get Latrell this week, uh, Cody Walker probably still hanging around some teams as well. Um, maybe some shifting Kalen Ponga to Cody Walker. Uh, personally, I'm not. Um, Joey Manu uh, at 5'8", maybe to Cody Walker. How many South players can you play with? Uh, it's a tricky one, particularly for those that are more focused on head-to-head rather than overall, like myself. Um, Campbell Graham, $674,000. Just just some points on Campbell Graham that I pulled out here. He's only scored one score of 90-plus in his last six games. So as good as he is banging out those 65, 70s, 80s, doesn't really have that huge ceiling in him, potentially like a Holmes or, or an Asako even this week. So just be mindful of that. Uh, the Rabbitohs obviously had the Tigers this week. It looks a good game. Uh, Campbell Graham scored an 86 versus the Tigers in round 11. I think that included a try and a couple of assists, at least one assist uh, for Tane Milne in that afternoon at Accor Stadium. Uh, it's, and looking back at, at Campbell Graham's scores this season, yes, he has had three scores, 100-plus. Um, all of those came in the opening three months of the competition. So, look, it was some time ago. I know he was injured. Uh, he missed a bit of footy in that middle part of the season. His name was spoken about in origin terms, so he was playing good footy. I think it goes without saying that he is a good football player. Um, but is he a good super coach option this time of the year? <laughs> it's tricky. I'm probably going to say no. Um, and again, I'm probably you know have that bias because I haven't had him all year. I haven't looked to trade to Campbell Graham. I probably got lucky the time that uh, when I did start to really seriously consider him. It was around that origin time. Um, 
and then the injury came. So I never really had to find myself answering that question. Campbell Graham, look, no for me, but I can I can make sense of it. Very consistent center wing type. Maybe just doesn't have the ceiling. That's probably the only knock. When I say ceiling, I mean con- consistently scoring 90 plus or, or at least three figures. Another one here from Rome Shiesty, I think. Rome Shiesty. Uh, again on Isaac Tango. Isaac Tango out. Uh, if not, he has to play... Or she has to play Ronaldo versus the Panthers. Yep, again, I think I've settled on Isaac Tungle. I think if I'm holding Isaac Tungle, I'd be selling. Um, Campbell Graham, obviously an option there above, as well as Valentine Holmes, Jermaine Asako, Greg Marju, Ruben Garrick, if you're not holding. But another one here I want to pull out, if you, if you like what the Panthers have been doing, and if that's why you traded Isaac Tungle in, I want to throw up the name of Brian Toto. Now, Toto is priced around, you know, at that 644, I think he is, 650-odd. Uh, he's priced at 65 points per game, the way that I see it. Uh, Toto has a three-round average of 75 points per game and a five-round average of 74 points per game. So already, you're getting about a 10 points per game discount on his price as to where he should probably be priced, given his recent form. Uh, just 14% owned. Um, and for those in the top 1% like myself that are trying to find some ground, he's just 13% owned. So that's that's genuine pod territory for mine. Uh, and four out of six of the remaining games, the Panthers, are at Penrith Park. Take note, round 27, uh, one of those games I'm, I'm factoring into that is against the Cowboys. Um, the corresponding fixture last year, all of those Origin players rested round 27. Your To'os, your Clearies, your Luai's, um, so just factor that in. He may only play three of the six remaining games, so that's a knock. Um, other than that, I think there's plenty of upside there to Brian Oh, We saw his ceiling against the Bulldogs last week, um, and I didn't even think that was his ceiling. I only scored two tries. So there'll be games when To'o could score two or three. Having Cleary back on that right side for mine, I love that for Brian To'o. Thank you, Rome, for the question. Another one here. Um, looking, talking of Ronaldo against the Panthers, plenty of questions this week around uh, the Sharks, particularly Britain Nicara, um, one from Damo88 here saying, is Nicara a sell? Um, another one here from Jake Flack asking, pod options, if we are selling Nicara, who are we going to? Britain Nicara, 721k, is he a sell? He has a 79.5 rather a 79 five round average and that's second only to Tino Fa'asul Maliawi so Tino's obviously suspended I think for another two weeks so of active players Nikara at 2RF is, is the best option at the moment in terms of consistently banging out scores look last week he scored a 36 which was his lowest score of the season look sometimes those sort of games happen before that his month prior 74, 97, 88, and 99. So, look, I think every now and again, you, you have to sort of expect this from um, these two RF options that do rely on a line break, a try, a try assist. I think, though, the question that I go to, the Jack's question here, who are, we, who are the pot options around? I couldn't find one, to be honest. Particularly, maybe Cam Murray would be the only one that I'd be looking at. Um, and again, maybe I'm just thinking as a cash-out option somewhat as well. Um, 
but it's tricky. I know why you'd be looking to sell him. The Sharks next month, they're at Penrith, then they play Souths. It's an away game, but it's at Optus Stadium in Perth, so somewhat of a neutral venue. Uh, back at home against the Titans, and then away to the Cowboys after that. Um, look, to answer your question, am I selling him? No, I'm not. Am I playing him every week? Maybe not. I think 2RF is a position where most of us have a lot of coverage. I think of Hopgood, uh, a couple of playing the dual positions with Tohu Harris. Uh, Johnny Bateman, I know, was well-owned after round 19, that second uh, well, the last of the major buys. Um, who else have we got there at 2RF? I'm sure there's one, an obvious one that I'm missing. But I just asked, I just answered that question again. Like, who are we selling Nicker to? I, I can't find you a better option. So for mine, I'm holding this week. Souths, I don't think it's a, it's an overly bad game. Look, I know Souths are, are pushing to make the eight. Optus Stadium, flat, fast, hard deck. I think the Sharks will suit those conditions, to be fair. And then against the Titans. So a couple of games there that, that may look a little bit tricky on paper there, particularly the next two, Panthers and Souths. But all in all, I, I just think you weigh it up over the course of the season. Nicker has just been too good to for, to make me want to sell him this week. <clears throat> uh, next one from Casey Dyke says, Nico Hines to Nathan Cleary. Uh, and then they would be running with an SJ and Cleary halves, excuse me, a halfback combination for the run home. I know you look at their draws, and I just mentioned the Sharks run there when speaking about Nicara. I think sometimes with, with these particularly high ceiling players and premium options in Hines and Cleary, and you know, we're speaking about Sean Johnson in those terms this year as well, sometimes I think we can just try and outthink the room and, and just get too cute with it. Nico averages 100. He's averaging 99 points per game. And that's over the course of the season. So I, I can't do it personally. Um, not having Nico Hines, I just feel like, while on paper it, it looks a good option. Don't get me wrong. I think Sean Johnson's fixtures in the next six weeks are phenomenal. Uh, obviously the Warriors have the bye this week. But around that, on paper, it's hard to, to say that the Sharks have a better run than what the Warriors do. So I can see the logic, but I wouldn't be doing it personally. I just think Nico Hines, he averages 100. Like, I think, I think that answers the question in itself. Okay, uh, Jack Murdoch says, Hey, mate, I have Cody, Ponga, and Teddy. Who of those three would you trade to Latrell? I have four trades remaining. The team is pretty much set up after that. Uh, look, I worked backwards here. It's it's tough. I own Cody. I own Ponga. Or rather, I don't own Cody. I have owned Cody at different stages this year. I currently own Kalen Ponga, and I don't own James Tedesco. Uh, I worked backwards because when I was jotting these notes down, I found it really tough, a, a tough question to answer. So I was like, okay, well, of those three, who do I really want to keep? Now, the first one I want to keep is Kalen Ponga. Uh, the next five games here, the Dolphins, I think after this week they have the Raiders. Uh, Dolphins, the Bulldogs at home, Souths at home, Cronulla at home, they finish with St. George Illawarra. So I think Ponga, his five-round average, it'd be close to 100 if not over. I'd want to be playing with Caelan Ponga for the remainder. Uh, and then I came down to Cody or Teddy. 
I think there's this misconception that Cody's going to regress having Latrell back in the team. I think it, it just makes him better. So in games without Latrell Mitchell this year, Cody Walker has averaged 68 points per game. So that was only of, of five games, a smaller sample size than when Latrell was there, admittedly. Uh, but in the 12 games when Cody played with Latrell this year, 75 points per game. So you're getting 75 points per game out of Cody. You're probably getting 80-plus out of Ponga, which then led me to James Tedesco. Yes, admittedly, he's been in great form after this origin period. But I just want to pull out some of his scores against some of these better teams. <clears throat> so this is over the course of the season. Uh, round 2, 55 against the Warriors. Uh, then a 60 against Souths. 57 against the Warriors again. 61 against the Cowboys. 29 against Penrith. 66 against Penrith. 32 against Canberra. So all of those scores there, under 70. Most under 65. So for me, weighing it up, all in all, I'd be selling Teddy to Latrell. Now, that's not to say the Roosters don't have a good run on paper. Again, the fixtures upcoming for the Roosters, significantly easier than those teams that I'm saying there. But why I chose to take those um, numbers there against the better teams was because I feel like teams, even though they may be out of contention. I think the Dolphins, the Tigers um, that the Roosters have in their upcoming run, they're going to aim up. Just Teams aim up against the Roosters, I feel, most most often. Um, yeah, process of elimination of those three, Cody, Ponga, or Teddy, I'd be selling Teddy to get to a trail. Uh, another one here from Johnny1988. It says, Reese Walsh, is he a genuine option for the run home at fullback? Uh, is he a pod play or a trap? Now, there was a time this season where Reese Walsh was a must-have. Uh, I think many this season went Teddy to Walsh, uh, probably around round seven or eight, I want to say. Is he a pod or a trap? I pulled the numbers out. Um, he is just 7.2% owned by the top 1% is Reese Walsh. Uh, just 10% owned by the top 5%. So that is pod territory. Um, if you're trying to make ranks this time of year. Uh, we saw his uh, ability on display last week against the Rabbitohs. Dazzling, dazzling display. 100-plus uh, score. We know how good he is, Reese Walsh, on his day. We also know that he's got that floor of around 20, 25. I think that game where he was suspended against the Titans for spraying the ref, he scored a 22. That's his absolute floor. We know how good he is on his day. I just want to look at the fixtures, though, particularly for those playing or keeping an eye on concertedly head-to-head uh, -head matches. Um, round 23, uh, they versed the Cowboys, so not an easy run, not an easy game, rather. The Cowboys have been in great defensive form of late. Um, they did concede 100 against Gutho the other day, admittedly, um, but I think the Cowboys, all in all, they've, they've shored up that defense, so not an easy task. He did score 105 against the Cowboys, way back in round two. I will say that. Um, but a different team, far different team now, the Cowboys in round 22 than what they were in round two. Uh, round 24, the Broncos play the Eels, where he scored a 38 against the Eels way back in round, I think it was round eight. It was tropic-like conditions in Darwin, 38. I'll probably excuse that one, to be honest. Round 25, the Broncos have the bye. Round 26, they go to Canberra. 
Uh, he did score an 86 against the Raiders in round 6, albeit that game at Suncorp Stadium. We know he loves playing at home. And round 27, they go to Melbourne. Rather, Melbourne come to Suncorp. Um, he scored a 67 against Melbourne in round 11. Is he a pod? Is he a trap? I don't think he's a trap. I think he's probably going to average around 70 to 80 points per game over the course of rounds 22 to 27. But you want to be running that sort of player, that pod at fullback against those teams, the Cowboys, the Eels, and then a bye? Maybe not. Maybe not. I think there's maybe, yeah. Latrell, we know, has a good run. Um, Ponga, we've already mentioned. Scotty Drink, if you can afford. I know it's a different price category, but um, even some center-wing option jewels around Ruben Garrick and Jermaine Asako. For those watching on YouTube, you can see uh, the talent at fullback available uh, this year. To answer your question, would I be buying Reese Walsh this week? Uh, no, I wouldn't. I think there's there's other priorities there at fullback for mine. Okay, a couple more here before we get to trades and captaincy talk. Uh, Jfrida101 says, uh, a couple of trades left. Can he finish his trades for the year with getting in Cleary and Teddy? Um, I think I've made my points on Teddy pretty clear. I'd be trusting your gut with that one. If you feel like you need Teddy to finish off, um, to be comfortable with your team, go ahead. The Roosters, they do have that good run. I'll bring it up while I talk. <clears throat> Um, but Cleary, yeah, I, I want to be playing with Cleary. You saw him last week, first up from an injury. It wasn't the most convincing display, I think, personally from Cleary. Um, probably left a few Supercoach points out there on the, on the table. Uh, but in saying that, we know how good he is. And in most teams, you know, rewind 22 weeks, he was the first player picked. Um, in a lot of teams. So I think this time of year, you want to be playing with those sort of guys. Nathan Cleary, most certainly one of those players that I want to be finishing with personally. Tedesco, looking at the upcoming weeks, round 23 after the Broncos this week, round 23 uh, against Manly at this cricket ground, 24 against the Dolphins, uh, again at Allianz Stadium, 25 against the Eels, and then 26 against the... Tigers, if you're playing into round 27 against the Rabbitohs out there at a core. <clears throat> so, yeah, if you, if you like Teddy, if you like those games for Teddy, go ahead. I will say this, I think you want to be finishing with Nathan Cleary in your team. Although, like I said with Brent, or keep in mind, he probably does have a rest round 27. Um, although he did miss a bit of footy already this year with injury, so... Maybe he's feeling fresh back end of the year. Just keep in mind, I think Ivan will rest a lot of guys that last week. All right, another one here from uh, at Professional. Um, speaking head to head, we don't often often talk a lot of head to head chat, but this is probably a good conversation around uh, the halfback slot and targeting pods at halfback. When really, like I said, Cleary probably locks down one of those spots, and then there's three on rotation around him: Sean Johnson, Nico Hines, and now Daily Cherry Evans, who we're going to have to start to talk about as a serious option here at halfback. Uh, professional asks, can you run uh, with DCE? And probably going Cleary to DCE and keeping SJ there for his fixtures as well. I think a lot of this comes down to when your finals are, if they're rounds 23 to 26 or if they're 24 to 27. I think it makes a whole heap of difference. You're getting, well, you're getting a slightly better game, I think, round 27 grand final than what you do if your grand finals 
round 26. I'll read the four games out. Uh, 23 to 26 for the Sea Eagles. Uh, they have the Roosters, the Panthers, the Warriors, and the Bulldogs. Where if you grand finals in 27, they have the Panthers, the Warriors, the Bulldogs, the West Tigers. Uh, in that same period, I think Nico Hines has the Titans, or rather, rounds 23. Souths, then Titans, Cowboys, Newcastle, Canberra. Again, I don't think you need to get too cute here. I get it, like, I get I get the idea around getting a pod player and someone that's going to win you your head-to-head grand finals, but is halfback the place you want to be doing that? I'm not sure. There's probably other options there around the center wingers. Two RFs, even fullback. I think there's there's probably more diversity with higher ceiling that you'll get at fullback than you will from halfback. We've mentioned fullbacks already. Like I'd probably rather go a Walsh at fullback as a pod, seven seven percent own, than I would Cherry Evans at halfback, and I'm missing out on a Nico or a Cleary. Or if you want to keep SJ, then that's the way I'd be going. DCE, he plays good footy. Everything at Manly goes through Daily Cherry Evans. Again, I come back to the old saying, trust your gut. But for me, no, I wouldn't be doing DCE as a pod at halfback if I'm focusing on winning uh, head-to-head grand finals, which personally I'm not. So maybe I've misread that entirely. All right, let's get into this. Uh, we do it a pretty quick episode tonight. Uh, one man out here. All right, we'll get into this. Now, this is my trades for round 22. Uh, for those watching on your YouTube, you'll see it there now. Round 22, the fins and tins, they look this way. Uh, as it is on your screens there, I've only made the one trade. So heading into the week, I've got five trades remaining and about 292k in the bank. Uh, that's allowed me to do one trade, Phoenix Crossland to Latrell Mitchell uh, via the duels of both Joey Manu and Ruben Garrick. Uh, the team, it looks like this, 1-17 to 17, uh, at fullback and captain. Latrell Mitchell, uh, center wingers, Brian To'o, Jermaine Asako, Valentine Holmes, and Ruben Garrick. At 5'8", Kalen Ponga, halfback Nathan Cleary. Uh, front row pairing of Joey Tarpane and Tohu Harris, albeit he's on the buy, so I'm going to have to play Christian Welch. I should read Christian, Wel- Christian Welch, rather. So Joey Tarpane, Christian Welch. Uh, at hooker, I do have Reese Robson or Blake Braley. Uh, I'll probably be playing both this week. Um, Braley the reserve. Uh, Britton Nicara, David Fafida, Jermaine Hopgood in the 2RF and my reserves as they are at the moment. Uh, Joey Manu, Nico Hines, John Bateman and Blake Braley. So just one trade to this point, uh, if that's the team I'm trotting out. $57,700 in the bank, four trades remaining, no boosts remaining. So some non-playing players amongst that lot, William Kennedy, Tyrone Munro, Blake Wilson... Ronaldo Mulatalo, who I'm deciding to sit this week. Um, I just think Ronaldo could be in for a tough night against the Panthers. Defensively, the Penrith Panthers, just so good. Um, That's why I'm sitting Kennedy as well. I think I'm playing Blake Braley more out of necessity than than I want. Uh, I've got a couple of nuffs here in Jack Howarth, Braden Williami, Franklin Pele, just tying up spots um, that I would otherwise like to have uh, some some more depth. I think I said a couple of times this year, be it on this podcast, uh, on the Supercoach Playbook podcast, Beers and Break Evens podcast, I probably didn't 
get enough cash throughout that middle part of the season. Probably traded to people, players who I thought would keep us sooner than I maybe should have, playing for points. It's got me a good rank to this point. Um, but yeah, I think I've started to notice a couple of the trades I wanted to do this week, maybe even last week. I'm just always about 50k short. Um, so yeah, probably left some cash out in the bank, or on the table rather than in the bank. Um, in the middle parts of the season. So there are my trades. Uh, just one trade, in fact. Crossland to Latrell. Handy upgrade there. Phoenix Crossland, he's done a job for me this season. Uh, if I was looking at another trade, who would I go? Who would I trade? I don't know who I'd go out. I'd, I'd even looked at selling Hopgood this week. I just think I'm going to end up selling him anyway, in round 27. Um, if I still have trades left. I did sell Gutho last week. So I went to... To... Oh, Bagged me 100. Did I need to do it? Probably not, in hindsight. But I didn't like the Gutho fixture against the Cowboys. Proved me wrong. I mean, I scored 100 as well, so not all lost there. Um, but why I bring that up is because I always felt like I was going to trade Gutho out around 27 anyway. So to me, um, whether or not Brian To'o turns up in round 27 against the Cowboys, if they're going to rest the Panthers... Gutho wasn't going to be there anyway. And I think over the course of the next four weeks, probably want to be playing with To'o most weeks over Gutho. The same logic goes towards Hopgood. He's great for a 65. Um, if I could have made it work, I probably would have um, tried to get in a, a higher ceiling player. I think unfortunately for me, a lot of my non-playing reserves that do have the dual position status, 2RF, CTW... I've already got them at 2RF, so I couldn't move them up and couldn't get in a, a higher ceiling player in the center wing slot or even at fullback um, or half 5 8 even via the jewels. I was looking at Cody Walker. I was looking at Cam Murray. Um, drink water, potentially, if I could have sold a Joey Manu and shuffled some things around, but again, just ended up uh, you know, a couple couple uh, thousand dollars short. Drink water's case, about 150000 Dollar short, in fact. So, anyway, that's my thinking so far. One trade as it is, and that is to get in Latrell Mitchell, who at this stage I will captain this week. Uh, that's pretty much sums up the way that I'm thinking uh, heading into round 22. So, I might leave it there for tonight. Again, thanks for sticking with me. 38 minutes of the best. 39, in fact. We'll be back here, same place, same time next week. Hopefully Tommy will join us, round 23 on the horizon. But before then, round 22, I will put up my final team and Tommy's final team as well on the socials at Supercoach365. You get us Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or X, x.com. We might chat that next week with Tommy as well. We spoke threads with Matty the Waterboy and the Guru on Beers and Break Evens a few weeks back. We're going to all different places this time of year. Supergoats365 podcast. Like, subscribe. See you next week.